How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina, and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Narabak Podcast, where we explore the world of game development and game industry in a completely structured, totally planned, and 100% intentional show, because this is not a bug, it's a podcast. This week we are here to talk about advantages of studying game development, as well as disadvantages, and whether if it's a must-do to get into games... Uh, we'll also talk about tips and stuff like that uh, to get into the games from other fields, all based on our personal thoughts and experiences, of course. And to do all that, I am your host, Arkanir, and I'm joined by the day brighten upper, Nicole. How's it going, Nicole? I am melting. It is really hot here. Yes. And uh, yeah, I don't want to complain, but at the same time, Jesus Christ. I am complaining 24-7 nice. about the heat. My entire <laughs> summer existence is is about complaining. So, yeah. I, I understand. I understand. Nice. I, I'm glad you agree with me. <laughs> uh, it feels weird. I feel like, like my Mexican heritage should make me more resilient to this type of weather. But honestly, I'm just... I don't want to move. I don't want to do anything. <laughs> Please <I> help. Mean, <laughs> I lived all my life in Turkey, in this climate, and you would think I would be resistant to it by now. All my life, I just hated it. It's the winters, spring, fall, awesome, summer, no. And, yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. And this will be a recurring theme, I feel like, in the next four months of episodes, because, <laughs> yeah, the heat. Obligatory heat <laughs> hate. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess if we get the time, maybe we'll record an episode in person during Gamescom and it'll just be two of us complaining about the heat. If it's yes. anything like last year, oof, I'm not looking yeah. forward to that bit. <laughs> yeah, we can record in my new apartment and uh, we oh, will shoot, have yeah. to find out together whether whether it's going to be like hot in there or not. Like I, I still don't know how well it's isolated, so it's going to be a fun surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I will we'll find out. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Good God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It would be fun, though. It would definitely be fun. I should bring I some recording equipment with me. I nice. mean, you'll, you'll already yeah. have the microphone, so yeah, I guess... That's so true, it has this nice, uh, this really cool setting of like, hey, you want to record everything that's surrounding you? No problem. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that should work. We'll well, feel there super you go, professional. Folks. That's our 
non-promised, possibly in-person episode for Gamescom. I'm announcing <laughs> it in advance now. And as you can tell, we are very planned and everything is, yeah, it's it's totally planned. Nothing happens on the fly. Uh, <laughs> speaking oh, about man. announcements and stuff like that, though, we do plan to start our video and live recordings uh, coming with the next episode. So stay tuned. You can access our YouTube and Twitch ahead from our website, notabackpodcast.com, or just go to twitch.tv slash notabackpodcast or youtube.com slash notabackpodcast. Um, and yeah, drop us a follow in advance. So when we actually do go live and start putting out the video versions, you are ready to roll in and catch those right away. Or Come we'll announce it, it in the next episode as well. So yes. all those work out. But yeah, with those out of the way, I guess we can actually start talking about what we are planning to talk about this episode, which is um, going to start with what happens in game dev-related studies, what benefits you get from it, what disadvantages it gives you, and how you can get around those benefits and get those uh, knowledge and everything yourself without studying actually, at a university or a program or something like that. However, before we go into that, Nicole, what did you study to give a reference to the people? Um, it's called Digital Games, and mm. it was basically a mixture of media sciences okay, and then um, game development. I chose game arts as my track. We were able to choose game programming or design as well. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, I studied in Germany. Um, it's fortunately one of the few schools in Germany that, that aren't private. So mm -hmm. it didn't cost a huge amount of money <laughs> to study there, which is uh, a thing for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's going to go down into the disadvantages part. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so how about you? Um, yeah, so I studied computer engineering at a university in Turkey. And the one I specifically selected had a sort of game development program. It's like, I guess it's like a track as well. So basically they offered about 10 different game day related courses as electives that you could pick up. Um, and the whole reason I went into computer engineering or software was to make games anyway. So didn't technically study a game day related field, but had it, had the option to get classes on it. So that was beneficial. Um, so that's my background and my perspective will be from there. Um, so to give a short, I guess, right off the bat answer to get it out of the way, I guess you could say very, well, I could say very confidently that you do not need to study game dev to get into games. And that goes <sighs> for pretty much every field of game dev, but it makes it a lot easier, right? Yeah, I think <laughs> I have to agree on that one. Um, but of course, I'm biased since that is my way into the games industry. Mm. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So I we... feel like... Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I never get used to this. Uh, it'll, um, it'll come with time. And really, yes. we don't need to get used to it anyway. It's fine. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> so we actually put down some bullet points for ourselves so we don't go completely off the track with this. Um, so we'll start with 
certain benefits, like major benefits of studying, and then we'll talk about how you can get those, again, like stuff outside of studying game though as well. And the first one we have in the list is roadmap and what I like to call linear leveling in life. Uh, because in at least for me, what it did was provide a structured progression to what I was trying to learn. So instead of trying to figure out, okay, where do I start? What do I learn next? Where do I go from here? Everything was set in stone because you study year by year or course by course, you go into exams. So you kind of know what you need to learn at all times, which is a huge help, especially if you are, um, if you tend to go all over the place with your mind, which I do, having that roadmap really, really does help. Um, I would agree. I think it really helped me. I started mm -hmm. uh, studying with absolutely no knowledge on game development whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So I really wouldn't have had like any cues on where to start. And the courses really helped me to to get a clear overview of what it is of like the different workflows and what it is that I have to learn. Yep. Um, I'm pretty sure this is something you could do with online courses, for example. Yeah. Um, but it's still helpful to mm -hmm. not have to <laughs> look for that, to not find, to have to find the one that may teach you the stuff that you don't know anything about yet. So you don't know that this is what needs to be taught to you. So that this is where university can help. Yeah, sure. absolutely. And as you said, like there are great online courses now and each year it just keeps getting better and better. There are stuff on, I don't know, I... So yeah, a lot of people use Udemy, which I've used as well in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, that's great. There are a whole bunch of like full-on YouTube courses completely free by great people. Um, I guess they exist in all fields of game development. I haven't yet found any information that I needed on YouTube. So it's ev everything's been there. Um, and another thing is mentors and actually reaching out to people on top of like pre-made videos and stuff like that, you can always just message people. And so far, everyone I've interacted with in the games industry has been happy to just help at various degrees. Some have more time to spare, some have less time to spare. Mm, but at least to just like give you a start, starting point, I haven't met anyone who doesn't answer as long as they see it because some people's, I imagine their inboxes are just filled to the rim but yeah just like reach out to people find yourself a mentor there are mentorship programs uh in different regions so you could try to enroll in those as well those are great but yeah this roadmap thing is definitely accessible from the outside just requires some extra personal um work to be done to actually get there i guess fair enough yeah definitely yeah, and you I can reach like out another... to us. <laughs> yeah, well. yeah. Ask like us. for as an example, yeah, <laughs> just reach out to us, and if you don't know, we'll we might know people who know, or we'll reach out to people, and it's a chain. Like mm -hmm. to to this day, I I've been in games like six, seven years. I still ask people stuff online. Just reach out to people and be like, okay, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying mm -hmm. to go there. How did you do it? How did you get there? How what would you recommend and things like that? So don't hesitate. Just like that's the big thing. And throughout all of this, that's the main thing. Just ask. 
that's a very important skill. Definitely. I feel like since we all know how hard it is to get inside the industry, most mm. of us are very like like to help. Yeah. We know the struggle. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I've met only helpful people so far on my journey. Yep. Gotta give and that it, energy back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the second thing is building a portfolio as you study, and this one's a tricky one because. If you are actually, if you, if you study in a, like the more specific your study is, the more of your projects and exams and tasks, homeworks, whatever you want to say, will be stuff that you actually build in your respective field. So you just build up a portfolio as you go. I mean, you make a project like senior year project, term project, whatever, and those are all parts of your portfolio. It just builds up. And by the time you graduate, you actually have stuff that you can show like, okay, we have done this and that. Now, in my case, because mine was primarily computer engineering and just game dev stuff as elective courses, I didn't have that many stuff. Um, but like the more specific you go for, how was it in your case, for example? We had a lot of other stuff to do as well. Mm -hmm. So while I do agree that building your portfolio is a thing during your studies, um, I have to say that personally, I was very overwhelmed with other things I had to do, other mm. exams I had to take in, in media sciences or economics, um, which is super important, of course. Um, but still, it, it did take my time from like, doing something creative and working on portfolio pieces. So I guess it's a matter of your university as well, mm -hmm. like how big the focus is on the specific thing you want to get better at. Um, since mine was pretty broad, uh, that was something that I missed a little bit. I felt like after university, I felt like, damn, my portfolio is pretty empty. All the <laughs> things I did, maybe I wouldn't want to put them in my portfolio because I was still learning. Um, and so I, I have a mix opinion on this right so yours was a four-year thing as well right like four-year study yeah it took about four yeah. years so exactly. i get i guess with four-year ones it's a bit more broad as well but with the uh so i know there are like one-year programs i know the one in canada for example from a friend who studied at vancouver film school it's a one-year game design program and it's just that just game design mm -hmm. they they solely focus on that so if if i i guess if you find something like that that's going to be a lot better than our experience in terms of just focusing on games um and maybe yeah, people so can try to convince their professors and lecturers to focus more on game dev mm -hmm. um some people look favorably upon it some people don't uh, i was yeah. able to convince some uh classes that okay you know i'm gonna make a game but i'm going to try and use you know what you teach in this class but it's going to be a game um, but that's a bit of a matter of who you get stuck with in terms of your lecture i guess and yeah, how open to the flexible. idea they are yeah exactly and in yeah. terms of how to go around this without studying game dev is game jams in my opinion well, game jams uh -huh. for a lot of things, but specifically for this, game jams is the way to go because they just 
perfect for building up stuff, in my opinion. <laughs> Do you like to show your old Game Jam games? Some uh, of them, in your yeah. Applications? Ah, Some of them, yeah. That. I mean, I, I love in-person Game Jams, and unfortunately, you know, last few years, uh, with the pandemic and everything, a lot of it went online, so I didn't participate in as many as I wanted to. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of fun as well. And you just build something in 24 to 72 hours. I feel like that shows great um, under pressure skills because mm -hmm. you are under pressure most of the time. <laughs> um, oh God, can I share a secret with you? Yeah. I've only done one game jam in really? my entire life. One. Did you not like it or did you just not have the chance to do more? I think at the beginning I was too shy. I was too shy that I would get in, like, um, be a part of a team, mm -hmm. and then they'd find out that I still don't know anything about 3D or anything really <laughs> uh, during my study, since I really didn't know anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just decided to not get myself into these kind oh, of situations, me. and I avoided them. And now I, I feel know. like I missed a vital part of of like games, making games. You can still go uh, to game. You don't have to be uh, at the beginning of your journey for game jams. You can still do it. I mean, whenever I, I get know. the chance, I, I just spawn at game jams. I love it because it's like <laughs> you, especially the, as I said, the in-person ones, you are in an environment wherever the jam site is of like-minded people. And after a certain point, everyone's just sleep drunk. And it's just fun. It's just fun. At some point, you see people not even bothering to do stuff anymore, just chatting and things. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I mean, it's great for all aspects. Um, but for this specific bullet point, definitely. Like, for example, in the last um, game jam, uh, in the last global game jam, uh, I went solo because like a lot of people are spread out to different cities and everything right now that I know. Um, and it's hosted at my old university. I've been going there for several years now uh, for every global game jam. Um, and because I didn't have a team, uh, someone approached me. They were like, are you solo? I was like, yeah, I'm solo. And they were like, oh, okay, I'm a pixel artist. Do you want to do stuff together? And I was like, yes, artist, finally. <laughs> because in all of the previous global game jams at my university, we went there as either the engineering students or the alumni. So... It was just a table of software computer engineers, no artists mm -hmm. whatsoever. Oh no. So everything just looks got looks like everything functions, nothing looks good. <laughs> <laughs> so this time I was like, oh, oh yes, man. artist. And Let apparently your powers. Yeah. And <laughs> to tie into this topic as well, the guy was a like the guy just graduated from I think it was metallurgy engineering. And he's been just self-teaching oh, wow. himself pixel art. And it was gorgeous. It yeah. was so lovely. And now, like, he has something, a functional game, that he can show um, to to a company when he's applying mm -hmm. to. Like, okay, this is what I made. It functions. It looks like this. Um, and I shared it on Twitter, and people were like, oh, this is gorgeous and everything like that. Now, I can't judge myself. I can only judge, like, as a... Uh, what's his name? Uh brain come on as a player but not as a professional mm -hmm. um but like he, he has something he can show a physical thing well not technically mm -hmm. physical but you get the idea and yeah. that puts you several steps ahead uh in the competition especially if you don't have a degree to show like go with it 
Um, so yeah, definitely do game gems. Mm-hmm. And then from what I really did was um, like right after university, when I was struggling to find jobs in the games industry with the little, like the small portfolio that I had, I worked on a lot of personal projects. Honestly, a mm. lot of like just. I really let my mind flow. Whenever I, I had a creative idea of like, hey, I could work on this, I just sat down and, and worked on a personal project. And mm-hmm. um, that is also a very valid way of filling your portfolio. Although yeah. it's, of course, harder if you're a solo dev to make a game on your own mm-hmm. um, real quick to put into your <laughs> portfolio. Um, at least as an artist, as an artist, it does help to, to work on stuff. And, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, gather more experiences this way. True, yeah, especially in art, I guess, because places like ArtStation, Behance, that's the only two I know, so I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> or Instagram, I guess, you can really build up a following without before you even set foot in the industry. It doesn't matter what you studied or anything like that. So that's the beauty of art too. It's more difficult with, I guess, programming or maybe game design or other mm-hmm. fields of it, but with art, because you actually create something that people mm-hmm. can immediately see and react to. So definitely, yeah, build, build up that portfolio. I can't really see a programmer like post his code and be like, look at my beautiful code. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is GitHub. You can always go after open source projects, which is, mm-hmm. first of all, you do good like that's a good deed open source programming you you give back to the community um, nice. and if you're if you have a powerful github that's an immediate plus immediate people will skip your education and everything if you have a solid github profile that you can show um, oh nice so, yeah that's good for, to know the programmers for, yeah for game design i'm thinking one thing, definitely, like, for example, uh, the, the game design part is the least knowledgeable I am at, so this is just ideas. Um, but I guess you could do levels in games that provide a level editor. That's definitely mm-hmm. one way. Like, games that allow modding or level editors and things like that, shooters, platformers, um, strategy games, anything, you could build levels. That could definitely be helpful in your portfolio. You could do game deconstructions. That was mm. the thing that a friend of mine told me, the, the guy who studied at VFS. Um, he said, do game deconstructions. Now, I don't know the de- I can't say the details of it, but just like look at how to do game deconstructions, how to write a GDD, game design document and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And definitely do those on existing games. It doesn't have to be from scratch, but like take an existing game, deconstruct it, write the document for it. Um, and that apparently is a huge help in terms of getting into the game design side of things and will, you know. Fair enough. My, allow my you colleague, to skip stuff. Uh, I think so too. My colleague, Luke, um, what he did to when, when he applied at our university mm. he um he made a game himself with rpg maker which oh, is apparently really user friendly and really mm. easy to use so that's also a way find find ways to make games without having to have all the skills yeah that it needs absolutely yeah although um, it is a shit ton mm. of work for sure oh yeah yeah <laughs> i mean all of game like all of the things we are talking about right now 
they're, they're definitely not easy stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you study game dev, it's not going to be easy breaking into the industry because it's not as massive as some of the... It's, it's a tight-knit community in a way. Mm-hmm. So breaking into it, breaking through that barrier is not an easy thing, but it's absolutely worth it once you do. If you are passionate about games, if you are not passionate about games, don't do it. Do corporate stuff. <laughs> Save yourself. But if what you're were passion- we were slandering last time? Was it web design? <laughs> oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like go, go. If you're a programmer, do web design or something. Learn, I don't know, Ruby, Python, something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> go get rich somewhere else. Yeah, if you're an artist, maybe go into marketing. Make people logos or something. Make get them to pay several thousand a piece. I don't know. It's like... <laughs> but if you're passionate about games, fight for it. It's worth it. Um, one another primary thing is now this is this is the difficult one to get without studying, I guess, until you get a job, and that's the team experience working with a team. That's one good thing universities or programs or colleges, whatever, force you to do. That's working with a team, working with someone who doesn't do any work, working with a bad communicator, working with a good communicator, being a leader or or being, you know, working with a leader. Um, Mm -hmm. Good project management, no project management at all. Yeah, (laughs) you get to experience (laughs) all of it because throughout the projects and years and stuff like that you'll end up having to work with all kinds like uh, it's and I, it, that's the thing that's the most difficult to gain without going to without studying for it i guess because people i mean you need people for that mm-hmm. now i guess game jams again would allow you to experience that to a degree but it's really not the same because you are like limited to a time, it's more of a fun thing than a work thing. Um, same with friends, you can do projects with friends, but you are friends. It generally doesn't end up being the same. Um, and the yeah. only thing that I can think of beyond that is internships. Yeah, it's not getting paid for work. Oh, we love it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's not a fun alternative because, as you said, like. I've rarely saw paid internships that are also proper, unfortunately. Um, but it's experience. It'll definitely mm-hmm. help. So you get if... the feeling of how, how you all work together. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's one of the most val- valuable experiences I made during university. Um, each semester, we had semester projects mm-hmm. in which we worked for a few weeks on a game in small groups. And man, it, it taught me so much about people. Yeah. About how to work <laughs> with people, especially because um, we had a lot of international students too. So, um, oh, nice. of course, communication works very different um, when it's international and when mm. people have different communication styles. Um, so that was super valuable. And also, you also you just had to uh, teach yourself whatever it is that happened <laughs> to be the game in the end. So that yep. was very valuable. Stressful. I'm not going to lie. But... <laughs> um, yeah, it, it also gave me a lot of insight into 
what it means to be a programmer, what it means to be a designer. You get to oh, you get yeah. to learn a lot about the other tracks as well, not just your specialization. Mm-hmm. And I think that it, that is super important so we can work together more efficiently when we understand what it is, what, I don't know, the programmer needs from me as an artist. Um, yeah. I'm sure I can I can work way better with them. True, yeah. See, that's one thing that my university didn't really have in back when I studied there. Uh, was interdepartmental, not department, but like between majors uh, mm-hmm. projects. So I didn't get to work with people from like arts and other fields. So it was just a bunch of us programmers again. So that's actually really good. After I graduated, they started that. They started a game lab type thing and mm-hmm. brought people from like different branches, different majors. And awesome. you became able to do what you did, like uh, do projects with different people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's actually really good. I had not thought about that. Yeah, that's a mm-hmm. really important thing as well. It is. I think it's what, what really made me and my team. Um, I I made a company with some of my commentators. And I feel like what gave us the confidence to do this is the fact that we work together in these type of semester projects. And we mm. just knew that that we we found a way to communicate well with each other and we knew that we could um make sure to to have a smooth workflow between the departments yeah so there's no um like stress in that specific (laughs) area yeah and that's another part of and i feel like the most important part of studying game dev you network because everyone's Mm. there with pretty much the same purpose so you spend years getting to know with people, getting to make be friends with people who have the same idea as you and same expectations as you. And that's invaluable in terms yeah. of like breaking into the industry, starting your own company, finding the right people to work with. And then everybody spreads out to different companies or unless you like start your own thing. And then you end up knowing people in a whole bunch of companies and then the networking goes even wider from there so that's that's one of the biggest things about studying game though and that's the mm-hmm. old that's actually the main thing i would recommend if people can do it that's the main thing i would recommend studying a game day related field as an actual like university or program it's the networking oh for sure also the whole connections that the university might have like the professors oh, that, that know other people and then um you get recommended for this specific job that is a science job within the university. Mm. And hey, I heard uh, we're looking for someone over here and I know this student that could do well. Uh, so just the whole network of everyone involved in this university could be yep. invaluable yeah. for a I student. Mean, we had people come into the Global Game Jam at our university just to talk with like the professors and stuff because they just... Uh, comments they don't stay the whole 48 hours but they just do walk around and stuff like that and ask them like okay which one of these students are like the good ones <laughs> so they they make like a mental note horses. of it yeah yeah they make <laughs> a note of it so they like hunt like uh, do head hunting at the at the university and that's that happens uh beyond the game jam that happens at the university as well they sometimes just send people to do like a talk uh to the to the students from companies mm-hmm. and they do the same they're like okay which one of these are 
potential you ah. know potential employees um so it, it's definitely a huge thing the networking part but it's still attainable outside of studying as well um because it's game dev community today is super social like i'm just getting into it myself to that side of it but it is super social and people are open to just meeting new people so mm. it's true get again it. game gems for example yeah, get, yeah. <laughs> you will meet people there mm. <laughs> that might already be within the games industry oh yeah absolutely like for mm -hmm. example again with the the pixel artist uh, now friend that back then i didn't know him but um that i mentioned like if i ever see or if a company I'm working for ever needs a pixel artist right now, that'll be the first name that comes to my head. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, oh, I know a guy. Yeah, he's great. Mm -hmm. And immediately like refer him. So that happens too. The events of games industry. Now that's a bit tricky because they tend to be expensive. Um, but if you are able to, perfect place to network, unless you are sort of like me and unable to get to know people on the fly that good uh whether it's social anxiety introversy whatever i don't know but if you can push through it or if you are just an extrovert by default which is a blessing be happy <laughs> um you can meet absolutely fantastic people i mean if people who are listening to this i don't know if they listened the very first episode like the episode zero but that's how we met and that's mm -hmm. how we met like legendary names in the industry so and that's with me being shy as hell so and i feel like that was similar for you too at at a point um, yeah for sure for so sure. if you don't have that you'll you'll be able to like network like crazy at these events um mm -hmm. so do it if you can and a lot of these have uh different levels of tickets as well like i think devcom for example um has a student ticket for like 89 bucks and then it goes like 400 a thousand two thousand whatever oh, gdc damn. similar um reboot reboot mm -hmm. as, as we talked about yeah it's a bit i don't think they have a student thing but yeah it's a bit affordable but yeah basically if you see an event and if you can go definitely go just for networking and yeah. use yeah and you we exhibited our game oh, this weekend at the oh, really? Indie Where? Games Fest. Uh, at the oh, Indie Games Fest in Cologne. Right, that happened. That happened, yeah. How was and it? It was very, very lovely. Uh, exhausting. I'm not gonna lie. We were <laughs> exhibiting for hours, and uh, there was like no space for us to to sit. Oh. Um, I was I was really tired. I didn't attend any of the parties afterwards because <laughs> I was just so beat. But um, I felt like it was a great opportunity for people that weren't in the games industry and wanted to go there to connect with devs. Mm -hmm. And it was really cheap like, to just to just visit the, the exhibition. Um, and a lot of people talked to us and were like, hey, I'm, I'm looking to get into the industry. How did you guys manage it? And mm. um, yeah, definitely, definitely check whether there's any local game dev events. Of course, I guess it depends on your country or your area, yeah. whether that's a feasible thing or whether you'll have to travel. Um, but it's worth it's It's definitely mm. worth it checking them out. And also, it's inspiring, honestly. Oh, yeah. It's, it feels so cool. You just want to be part of it once you're there. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's a really good idea to carry 
your portfolio with you, whatever you do, either digitally or physical, I don't know, but always have it handy. Like always make it available to immediately just pop out and show. Um, because as soon as someone asks you, oh, what do you do? You got to be ready to show, whether if it's art, whether if it's a project, whether if it's game, code, I don't know. Always have it handy so you can just whip out like, oh, this is what I do. And that makes it a whole lot more memorable than just be like, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, improving myself as an artist or a programmer. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get into industry, stuff like that. Just be ready. That's, yeah. It's, I did it's not have anything like that at last Gamescom. So mm -hmm. I made a mental note of it to myself too. So. <laughs> at least you didn't fuck up like me when I when I, I was I was showing Rami my QR code mm -hmm. to my website, and I fucked up. Like the QR code was the wrong one, and oh, no. it referred him to one of my colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> You're not Lucas. No, I'm not. <laughs> So uh, make oh. sure you test the things that you want to yes. show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck up like me. <laughs> I mean, at least it didn't go far. Like, it's still within the company. Like, it's still your colleague. <laughs> Could have been a scam website, too. <laughs> oh, God. Imagine scamming Rami Ismail. <laughs> you uh, want to buy $5,000 worth of game dev. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, anyway, do, do be careful. Yeah, be careful. But if you're too shy or too poor for game events or don't live near game events, mm -hmm. social media. Yes. Social media is a thing. It's especially Twitter, folks. Games industry on Twitter is insanely active. And people constantly like talk to each other, follow each other, share information. Just today, I saw multiple tweets, uh, multiple like act very you know good industry people talking about like, oh okay, I'm starting a mentorship program. Just DM me, send me your portfolios, and we'll sit down for like a thirty minute chat. Uh, <laughs> a lot of names do it. There are usually trends where people just share who they are, what they do, and then it ends up in this massive follow chain goes everywhere and you start mm -hmm. chatting with people being friends with people uh it's it's amazing definitely use social media 100 percent. yeah don't be shy again don't be shy mm. to to contact people um if they're not too busy i'm sure most people will be happy to help and give you hints yeah. or maybe help you out with your portfolio or stuff Exactly. So that's a I valid saw, resource. I saw Osama tweet the other day. Apparently someone asked like a chat with him. Uh, he has a schedule like you can sort of book stuff with. And they went in for like 15 minutes. Like Osama was going for 15 minutes. And then they were like, oh, cool. One and a half hours. <laughs> they shot their shot. And got 30 minutes instead. So nice. don't do it, but can sometimes work too apparently. But don't don't be don't like take the 15 minutes normally. But also maybe sometimes shoot your shot and you'll get 30 <laughs> minutes instead, apparently. <laughs> be bold, people. <laughs> if Osama listens to this, he'll be like, why why are you telling people that? <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, honestly, because everyone deserves one-on-one time with Osama. Yes. So it heals yes. your soul and heart. Mm-hmm. So, and a hug uh, from Osama. Exactly. If you see Osama Dori's at an event, go hug him. It's worth it. <laughs> it is worth it. It healed my depression. There you go. Yeah, it's it's a it's a <laughs> magic hug. Exactly. Uh, and uh, so yeah, this is a way to also um, you know, network without having to rely on a university network mm-hmm. for this. Yes. So the last bit is what was it? Us trash talking studying. No, we, we we added something last minute. What was it? <laughs> uh, incubator programs. Oh, yes. oh my goodness. It, I was adding that yeah, stupid poem. <laughs> oh my god. Me typing it down deleted it from my brain immediately. <laughs> oh man. Goodness. See, that's why you never type stuff down. Always wing it. <laughs> Very good advice. Don't listen to me. Oh, God. Can you imagine us <laughs> winging this type of episode with like all this knowledge that we want to share? We probably would have been in talking about like <laughs> space travel or something by now if you hadn't typed all of this down. It's like, yeah, like yeah. if you study, you might end up, I don't know, working for NASA and games. I don't know. Honestly? But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I talked to someone at the Indie Games Fest. And I asked him, how did you get into the games industry? They were exhibiting this super awesome game. It's called Locked Up, I think, or Block Up. Wait, I, I joined Block Up. Okay. Um, super cool game. They just opened up their, their Discord server. They don't have any resources, unfortunately. And Otherwise, I would immediately push him because the game was... <laughs> anyway, I was asking him, how did you get into the games industry? And he studied, I think it was aeronautics? Oh she works at the uh, at the German uh, aeronautics. Uh, I don't know what the institute is called. I'm sorry. Wow. Uh, please okay. forgive me. But that that's actually the track he came from, and he he started doing games, working wow. on games. Did the <laughs> game have background. anything to do with that as well, or just comp- something completely irrelevant? It's it's irrelevant. It doesn't have to <laughs> do anything. That. But it's still so freaking cool. Wow. Okay. So it does work. That's you can neat. start in other industries yeah. and move into games. Actually, <laughs> like from personal experience, two of the 3D we have two 3D artists at work right now. Uh, one of them uh, has an English major. Mm. The other one is actually a, so actually no. So we have two 3D artists. They are in the learning phase. Well, they are now full time employed. They came in as like. Um, mentees like they were learning they're now Mm full-time employed because they got really good at it Um, one of them is an english major the other one is a software engineer and our senior 3d artist is also a software engineer who said screw this i'm not doing this shit (laughs) and just went into 3d instead um valid choice (laughs) yeah two of the best game designers i've had the pleasure of working with in turkey have no game dev or game design study background oh wow. um, they are completely one of them comes from like marketing the other one i think is an economy major and they are two of the best game designers i got to work with so it definitely ever it, it it definitely works like what is their specialty what do they focus on in game design um one of them well the economy major does really good economy <laughs> ah, the other one is a generalist a lot of the uh-huh. stuff in turkey uh, revolves around from like programming to 
art to game design is less specific like less specialized and more generalist stuff mm -hmm. uh, because we don't have like 100 200 people teams most of the studios are on the smaller scale or if they have the numbers they still work as pods so mm -hmm. you work more as generalists than specialized people Fair so enough. a game designer does majority of the time like touches the level design as well economy as well the overall gameplay as well and stuff like that mm. okay i see interesting that they taught yeah. this to themselves there you go yeah. it's possible <laughs> There's right. a lot of resources. Incub for that. Actually, wait, before incubator programs, since you mentioned uh, uh, aerodynamics, I if I remember correctly, so Elite Dangerous is one of my used to be one of my favorite games. It's a space sim type thing. For anyone who doesn't know, it's a one-to-one -one scale of the freaking Milky Way galaxy, completely generated. Um, I do want to see their code base one day. They have this, um, if I remember correctly, it's called Stellar Forge. Basically generates the uh, Milky Way galaxy for them. Playable, every planet visitable, and stuff like that. While also following a lot of the scientific theories and facts. <clears throat> and if I remember, I looked like, okay, how did they get this right? And they have someone with masters or do uh, doctorate in astrophysics and stuff like that now he's working for like frontier so it yeah. it happens like if at any point in your life you want to you think you know what i want to make games there's a path <laughs> instead of launching rockets you know <laughs> yeah like i want to i want to do this in a game not in real life <laughs> uh, this is too real yeah so there's there's a path. Some might be more difficult than others. Some skills will be more interchangeable than others. Um but it's definitely doable. So yeah. Incubator programs. <laughs> Incubator programs. <laughs> I was beginning to delete it from my brain yet again. <laughs> Magic trick. Uh, yeah, that's a very cool thing. It really helped us, for example. Um, my university has an incubator program um, mm. from a few of the professors. And honestly, it's been super helpful. They gave us an office, actually. Oh, cool. They gave us, um, or they're regularly giving us uh, um, workshops or like people, they invite people from the industry to give talks. So it's been very resourceful. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's a wonderful way to connect with other devs within the incubator incubator yeah. that are going through the same um, struggles, the same, the same funding applications and whatever it is that like your current um, thing is that's happening. Mm -hmm. So that's been very very awesome. Um, and if you run university, yeah. if you go to university and they have this type of program, that could be super useful. Mm -hmm. Now. We looked whether if there were um, incubator programs available outside of universities and stuff like that. But we did that like a minute before we started recording. <laughs> um, so we don't know. But we're so I just typed uh, game dev incubator program into Google. And there, uh, there's a, I'm looking at a list of like 20 plus um 
programs on a website called gamedeveloper.com. So I suppose they're available. So you can also find those. But a lot of them might have certain criteria to get into and stuff like that. So we'll touch back to this, I guess, in a future episode. Maybe find someone who does incubator programs and get mm-hmm. them to talk more about it. But yeah, yeah, I assume they would be available as well. But it is also a huge benefit of studying game dev again. For sure. It's part of the networking, mm-hmm. of course. True, um, yeah. There are parallel stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, well resources that you can access like this mm-hmm. this yeah. program's like i don't know i can only think of bright gambit for example one of our uh contacts our friends uh falsy mesmar has mm-hmm. been involved there and i know that they that they have like mentorships and um they help with funding so and it's for young teams for, as far as i know so there is right. possibilities but i i don't know if i would call it an incubator program whether mm. it's the same thing as uh, my university offered for example yeah Probably with different specs, different things to offer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, folks, that's the major advantages of studying game dev from our perspectives and how you can get around studying game dev and still benefit from those or like gain those major factors for yourself. There is also the downside of studying, especially the four-year programs that we mentioned so that's, I feel like, something, definitely something to consider as well, whether if you want to do before you start down that path. Sure. Uh, I mean, we brushed up on that, for example. Mm. Um, the whole thing of having to go to classes that might not be relevant for your specific profession. Yep. Um, that can be super time-consuming. And mm-hmm. also, you'll have to prioritize on what it is that you want to spend most of your time on. Um so yeah. that can be a downside for sure. Um, I remember a lot of semesters in which I was frustrated because I wanted to work on arts and wanted to get better at the things that I wanted to learn. And I had to focus on other stuff. And I'm sure it was valuable in some form, but mm-hmm. it's still something that I didn't, I wouldn't have chosen for myself if I could have had, yeah. a, like, I had a say in it. I mean, I've seen electric electronics classes I had to as a computer engineer major. And good God, those were nightmares. <laughs> and the lowest score I ever gotten from a midterm was 0.5 out of 100, and that was microprocessors. Oh, I God. hated microprocessors. Did you pass? Did you I eventually passed, yeah. <laughs> I, I, the next midterm and the final, I pushed through, but good God, 0.5. That's the lowest I've ever gotten. Oh, I had man. zero interest in that. <laughs> Oh, I feel like this is an ADHD thing too. If I'm not like if if there's no slight interest in a topic, mm-hmm. it feels impossible to study. Yep. It feels absolutely impossible to sit down and be like, "Oh, I'm going <laughs> to research this. I'm going to write a, an an essay about this topic." It's it yeah. just feels ah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's um, it's a good memory now, but good god. Like that four-year <laughs> My four-year study could have been accomplished in two years, and I wouldn't have lost anything, literally anything, in terms of game dev. Mm-hmm. Like all the, because we had classes from like so in Turkey there are classes everyone sees regardless of major, like Turkish language. Why I don't know, but you do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So there are a whole bunch of these. Like, a, a, you spend at least a year on random stuff. I don't know how it I is was... in yeah, <clears throat> other places, but yeah. I was wondering whether maybe the Turkish classes were for people that <clears throat> aren't from Turkey, so they could also participate. But then again, if you don't speak the language, that course no. might be too late. Like, I don't know if, yeah, it, if it's going to help Yeah, if it's just like grammar you. stuff. Like taking oh, English okay. in US, you know, mm -hmm. you learn the grammar, you learn the rules. I mean, it's. Imp I'm not saying it's not important. It's mm -hmm. important uh, to know your own language as well, know the rules, um, speak it and write it and everything correctly. Especially it can be handy when it comes to the professional life. Like you, mm. when you write a professional email, you want to get things right. Um, but I feel like that's not worth a whole term. Like, Fair enough. I know. <laughs> like There's a whole actually. bunch of other classes as well, like similar mm -hmm. to that. So, yeah, I yeah. agree. We had an English class, and and I I thought when I started that class, I felt the same way. Like, yeah, why why do I need to take this? I already speak English. Isn't <laughs> this like enough? But it was super. Um, what they did was it, it incorporated a lot of um, communication skills. It taught mm. us a lot about biases and how to understand, like how to communicate efficiently, uh, especially in international teams. So that was super yeah. valuable. It was incredibly valuable, mm -hmm. and I wouldn't miss it. Like after after having gone to those classes, I think, damn, it was really really awesome that I mm. did that. But it still took time away from, you know, learning how to do yeah. game stuff. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, definitely, like, I'm not saying I didn't learn anything or I learned mm -hmm. useless information. Just personally, I would have preferred to spend that, like, extra two years, potentially, on actually making games or getting more engineering or game dev related courses instead. Mm-hmm. People might just say, that's a personal preference thing, but it, it, it is going to take your time and it can be at times frustrating, especially when you have a laser focus on like, this is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. I want to make games. And then everything else becomes chore. Like everything else becomes tedious. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very relatable. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's definitely, uh, you could see that as a cons. That's yeah. a point against studying. Um, another thing that happened to me personally was nobody wants to hire you after graduation because you have no yes. experience within a studio. That's yes. the thing. <laughs> That's <laughs> I re I keep seeing it on social media as well. People are like, the more you don't hire junior developers, the more there are no senior developers. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to hire the juniors and train them and give them experience. So, you know, we actually mm -hmm. have senior developers in the industry to build the stuff that you want to build. Uh, it's a it's a nasty loop. And it is, it is unfortunately true. Like, you got to do stuff extra, a lot more extra to what the university or program or whatever give you so you get hired off the university and get into your first job so you can like start building experience. That's true. I feel like it's it's <clears throat> one of these moments where it's where people expect you to make um experience within um studios in an internship as mm. we mentioned earlier. But of course that's not always an option when you yeah. have to you know pay for stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Live. <laughs> so yeah. um 
that that is very unfortunate, honestly. And it seems mm. to be a very common practice to have people yeah. work without uh, pay. Um, and I, mean, I get it, honestly, especially if it's, for example, uh, in indie studio, it's very likely that they don't have the resources to to teach someone the ways within the industry. Yeah. Or to pay them. Yep. To do so. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I've seen cases like while you're studying a major for a year or well the year programs are more specialized but in terms of like universities two to four year programs people are building up their portfolio and experience mm -hmm. in that time so you have to do the same as well while also studying so you can like get ahead and get hired and stuff like that which means double the work but also increases your chat. Like, if you do it, it increases your chances a lot as well. Compared to someone just just doing the portfolio and experience buildup. Mm -hmm. Because then you have both those and a education to back it up. Um, and it goes it goes a long way. But it is heavy. Like, it'll, it'll be tiring. So do consider that too. Like, just because you get a diploma... It's not going to get you a job, unfortunately. That's true. No one has ever asked me for my diploma so far, actually. Um, yeah. Nobody cares so far. <laughs> I mean, in the, on the programming sites, uh, the clause... Uh, what is it? It's like a... It usually is mentioned that computer science degree mm. or equivalent experience. But there are places that, like, really look for that degree but in mm -hmm. our field an education can be important at parts because mm -hmm. there's a lot of theory that goes behind the practice as well like you can get things working in very different ways and there are a variety of outcomes to that so in programming side of things and engineering side of things the degree can sometimes get in the way but if you build up, like, if you really teach yourself um, through online education or whatever with the mindset of learning the engineering side of it and not just, okay, I made the character walk, but how did you make the character walk um, and show the experience for it, then you can go around that uh, degree as well. Like, Know your shit, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, th th these are all, by the way, mainly about working at studios and companies and with themes. If you just want to make games for yourself or as a solo developer and stuff like that, then, you know, if you can make what you want to make, that's it. You are there. <laughs> it, it All of this becomes more relevant once you have to get hired, basically. Like the, that's the, that's the bit. Otherwise, you learn whatever amount you need to learn, and you're good to go. So, mm -hmm. I'd agree. Yeah. All right. Well, another thing is, uh, it's gonna be really expensive to study, depending on where you are and what it is that you mm. want to study. Um, <laughs> I I remember when I when I started to look for schools, where I wanted to study. Um, game development after graduating and oh my goodness 
there is a lot of private schools out there and they will they will be very very expensive yep <laughs> i was i was really taken aback by by this amount of money that i would have to pay and i, I it, it really it really made me consider whether this is really something i can do yeah um so if you're fortunate enough to find a university that isn't private at least here in germany you don't i mean you have to pay semester fees if it's a uh, public school mm -hmm. but that's definitely not as expensive as having to pay shit ton of money for a private yeah. school i don't know what it's like in other countries of course i Turkey guess it's is similar I mean, u.s is famous with their education being expensive uh -huh. anyway um True. i think uk is similar as well with private schools being very expensive canada same uh, uh -huh. private schools can be very expensive actually like after graduation i also wanted to go to vfs as well vancouver film school for game design in 2017, oh. it was 55,000 Canadian dollars, if I remember correctly. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, Holy wait, was shit. the tuition 55,000 or was it going? It Actually, it might be like it was going to cost me 55,000 to, you know, live there and without all the expenses mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It's been several years ago. I don't remember the exact details, but it was expensive. Oh my um, God. There was also another program in George Brown, which is also in Canada, that my first boss actually studied at. Um, and I think that was like $13,000 tuition for a year. It was a year-long program anyway. So, yeah, mm -hmm. stuff can be expensive. Yeah, that's so. about the ballpark that I know as well. One of mm. the schools I checked out was 20,000 euros oh, for yeah. 15 months. Um, and I was teaching at a private university for a while and I, I talked to my students like, Hey, you guys, what do you pay to be here? And they told me that they have to pay around 600 euros each month Ooh. to study a four year course. That is just insane to me. <laughs> you should have just told to them to like, okay, you all quit the school, give me the 600. <laughs> And I'll teach you privately. Honestly, let's cut yeah. the middleman. <laughs> let's cut the middleman. The middle, yeah, for sure. That would have been way more efficient. <laughs> That's the um, fun part. When I when I was applying for private schools back then, um, because I was con convinced that this is going to be my only choice if I really wanted to get into the industry, um, a lot of the students back then told me, "Don't do it. <laughs> Run." <laughs> Take the money you would you would spend on this university mm -hmm. and use it to just live and teach yourself. Use it for Udemy courses. Use it for yeah. YouTube and like financing yourself, living wherever it is that you want to live. Um, and don't spend it on your university. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, costs are a valid concern when considering I mean, whether you want to study somewhere. Honestly, if I could go back in time to when I first got into the university that's exactly what i would do not go huh. to the university <laughs> go Fair to enough. go to a boot camp instead like find mm -hmm. a six-month boot camp learn it that way um and then go to like instead of going full engineering i would have gone six months programming boot camp followed by courses in art game design and stuff like that mm -hmm. and use the money to fund my own thing instead yeah. Definitely would be the path I would take with the knowledge that I have now, though. 
So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's definitely an option. Like it's right now, everything is available online. So, and after this episode, we are gonna. I hope no like major university or someone from it watches or listens to this. They're gonna be like, "Screw you guys, <laughs> <laughs> messing up with our business." No, well, we, come at we, us. <laughs> we support education. Don't get us wrong. Yeah. Um, but for game devs specifically, there are alternatives. There um, are alternatives. Uh, the internet is a vast and lovely place, full mm-hmm. of resources, full of people that want to share their knowledge. And yeah. it's worth checking that out. It definitely is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't exchange my, my university experience for anything. I really got to say. Um, nonetheless, mm. I feel like it's a very, very valid option not to do it. Yeah. At least as a game artist. Um, yeah. There's so mm. much you can just teach yourself. And yeah. Definitely, yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe I would do it again. I'm thinking huh. back. And <laughs> like that friend who went to VFS, he is now one of my closest friends. And mm-hmm. I've been trying to convince the, convince him to do stuff together, but he's resistant to it. He has, <laughs> he has his eyes on other stuff. But I'm. I believe one day I'm going to be able to convince him somehow. Nice. Um, I'm yeah, like I made. I'm, I. I've. I've gotten really valuable experience. I got the title of engineer, which I thought was going to be cooler. Didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's Is a, it not like a cool fact you drop at a party? I thought it was going to be. It's not anymore. <laughs> I guess God back then it, it was cooler. Yeah, back then it was cooler. Like, oh yeah, I'm a computer engineer. Now it's like, I don't, I don't even use most of it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Game dev programming oh, is a different beast. It's it's a lot more important in AAA environments where you have to make so much more complex systems run. Mm-hmm. But in a more solo or indie development environment, uh, sometimes getting things to work fast than heavily engineered, well, in most of the times, is kind of more important anyway. So, I mean, it, it, the things I've learned does help with that too, but it hurts because, like, I'm programmed to create, be- like, clean good perfect solutions and mm-hmm. then it's like oh i have to i have four hours to do this okay i guess <laughs> i i guess we are garbaging oh, no. now <laughs> and it's like this ghost of what it is supposed to be duct taped like super ugly yeah. <laughs> in order to oh no you look uh, at it like i am a disgrace to my my degree <laughs> Oh god, yeah, that's gonna help with the imposter syndrome, I'm sure. <laughs> oh yeah, it definitely does. It definitely it's it's a very good thing. Yeah, it's like you look back at your work and it's like, oh man. <laughs> what have I become? Oh my professors, they would fail me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, some solutions I found to things are should be buried in the depths of hell. And never come up, but they work, and they never bro- they've never failed so far. So, it's... nice. What can you do? So it you could necessary. argue that that the job was done, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's enough, maybe. 
as long as you never have to touch it again and like add new features oh, yeah. or something. If anyone has to go in there, it's gonna be like, find me, Ark. Bring him here. <laughs> <laughs> They'll have a personal vendetta against against mm. you. Like, I had to work <laughs> with this dude's code. Oh my! I needed two weeks just to understand the stuff that happened. Yeah. What the hell? In one of the previous companies I worked for, the code base was... So they basically ended up pushing the prototype into full live production. Uh, and that just kept building on it for like six years. So yeah. it was the spaghettiest of the spaghetti codes. <laughs> there were parts like only one person knew and understood and no one else. And this is like a team of 20-something, just the developer people oh, God. it was a nightmare and whenever we added we had to add i i specifically mentioned had to add something like that we we're like okay i added another signature to the code base and it's like it's full of and years from now i i haven't worked there for like three four years i think and i could go back and i'm sure there will be parts of that code base only i will understand <laughs> It's like, yep, I built exactly that. That's it. <laughs> Everything else? I don't know. Yeah. It's we we call them I don't know if it's a general term, but we called it uh domain champions. Domain because champion. only you knew that bit, so you were a domain champion in that part. Uh which don't do it in your companies, folks. If you're in a manager position, give your developers time that they ask you for. Otherwise you a year down the line, you will regret. Suffer the consequences. Suffer the consequences. It's not a good idea to get something done in an hour, which should have taken two days, okay? It's, yeah. It always fails eventually. Damn. That is a thing. <laughs> and also, if they tell you that something doesn't work and needs to be reworked, listen to them. Yes. I have a friend that works <laughs> in a AAA studio. Uh, he, he was telling his superiors all the time like hey i'm working with this specific feature and it fucks everything up i have to have <laughs> i need to use this very specific workflow for it to to work it's not efficient it's gonna cost us a lot of freaking time in the end <laughs> and everyone was like yeah but i mean he's 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 giving us good results so we don't have to change it they never <laughs> listened to him and then shortly before uh, like a release or like a bigger um death uh, oh my god um deadline that they right. had they were like oh shit this doesn't work why doesn't <laughs> it work and my, my friend was like holy shit i've been telling you for an entire year that it's not gonna work i wonder why <laughs> yeah this is mystery mysterious yeah. um yeah don't I, don't do that i want to bring a project manager on the show just to talk about this topic like ambush them on the <laughs> like why do you all do this why do you not listen to us you, of course. <laughs> damn i'm sure we can find someone yeah um yeah. and i hope they don't listen to this episode <laughs> and know that they're gonna be playing or are scared that they might be flamed that would be sad <laughs> no we are not gonna we're just gonna have no. a discussion because i'm sure they, you know they have their reasons as well maybe i don't know <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. That's exactly the thing. The thing that that um that I learned during my studies in university, whenever we worked in uh, student projects, um, it's just that everyone has their specific domain, mm. and they're doing shit for a reason, 
And yeah. sometimes, like if stuff happens, you, you don't know why it's happening, and you feel like that's that's not that's uh, that doesn't make any sense from my point of view. Mm. Uh, and when you ask him, when you understand something about the profession, you see that it's a valid thing that it's pushing their intentions. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's when I guess they have the reasons. Yeah, that's when communication comes into play, and why it's like the most important thing in like before skill, before talent before how much experience anybody has communication because if your mm -hmm. communication is garbage you're gonna be a nightmare for the team or if someone's communication is garbage they're gonna be a nightmare for the team it's yeah like that's uh, at reboot emily um at home did a um talk on communication it's the talk that uh she asked alex to lift rami up on stage mm, um, that's mm -hmm. how <laughs> that's how i remember it now <laughs> remember um, the pictures and i don't know if reboot talks ever get uh public or anything like that but it's a really good talk and maybe it'll be public at some point and i'll mention it if i see it or if you catch her doing the same talk at any conference coming up definitely talk uh listen to it and yeah work on your communications people don't don't mm -hmm. be don't put every don't like hold everything inside or don't be try to understand that everybody has their profession and like they have their own deadlines own criterias and stuff like that mm -hmm. communicate and find a solution basically we should maybe talk about soft skills at some point that we oh, yeah. we have experienced so far as to be like uh, that we deem to be useful within mm -hmm. this industry maybe every industry but yeah yeah bring anyway. someone on the show about it too yeah, that would be nice. That Maybe would be I should really message lovely. Emily. Maybe she'll be interested yeah. on... Can they That's... talk about the stuff they do a session about on the conferences? Sure. I guess they can, right? Like, I, 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 I doubt it's so. going to be like copyrighted or something. <laughs> it's their talk. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, I think yeah. they're a private person uh, doing it, so I might as well yeah. ask. Maybe. <laughs> oh, damn. We're derailing after... it again. Yeah, this is true. This is true. But oh God, it's it happens. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, it's a thing. It's um, not a bug. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me see. Okay, we talked about how expensive it is. Yeah. Uh, we did mention shortly that it's time consuming. Yeah. Well, that's a thing. You have to do a lot of that. stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm, boring. Crossed. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, oh my goodness, you're at the mercy of your professor's experience oh God, and yes. uh, whether he likes you or not, or they like you or not. Mm -hmm. That is the thing. I guess that's the thing. Just like in school back then, um, I feel like if you have um, the misfortune of being taught by, by a professor that is, um, I don't know, that you don't like or mm -hmm. that has a presentation style that doesn't vibe with you, yeah. it can be really, really hard to get into the topic um or really demotivate you to even try mm -hmm. so that's a thing yeah and even it's a very important things. thing like you could even learn the wrong thing to be honest so oh, so like because sometimes their experience and knowledge is super outdated as well and the industry constantly evolves the trends change people's expectations change the technologies change and if you learn the wrong thing and get hard coded to learn to, to to the wrong thing, it can be difficult to change it once you start at a company. And you might be like, 
but what this is not what I learned. And then they'll be like, well, this is how we do. So mm. that's yeah, that's definitely something to keep in mind. All the definitely. okay, a little anecdote. So we had a we had a professor. Um, he was he was both giving some game dev courses, but his main thing was just like pure old good old engineer uh, computer engineering stuff, uh, software stuff, and whenever we were presenting like our term project and stuff like that, and it went like we first presented the idea and then presented like the milestones and stuff like that, and he kept asking like he would just lean back and he would be like. But is this going to be fun? And I absolutely <laughs> hated that question. We despised <laughs> it. And it frustrated us to hell. After this many years in the industry, good God, what a freaking important question that was. It is. And we should have is. paid more attention. Because we had the <laughs> mindset of like, we are like, you know, we are computer engineering students. Yeah, I mean, I want to make games. But at the end, this is an engineering class, right? And it's like, it functions. Everything is perfect. The code is clean. It functions. So, like, I should get my grade from that, right? Because it's, it's mm -hmm. at the end, it's an engineering degree. But he would constantly, every time he was going, he was like, "But is this going to be fine?" And we were like, "That shouldn't matter for this class. <laughs> we should have been more open-minded." Oh damn! <laughs> yeah, it's that it's was a very important class now. because my last two years. Because I'm in a, like a mobile startup, which and we like constantly prototype shit, constantly prototype mm -hmm. shit, prototype trash it, prototype trash it. That's the one question we can't figure out. Is this going to be fun? And why do people play these games and stuff? It's like mm -hmm. that one question, man. I should have I should have paid more attention to that guy. I mean, <laughs> it still worked. This lesson worked. Look at yeah, you now. I understood it a bit late, but yeah. <laughs> you did. That's yeah. what matters. At least now I can give people the advice of like, be more open-minded because I was not and I was idiot. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, reminded me of that little anecdote when we mentioned it. Yeah. Listen to your professors, but also mm -hmm. there's sometimes shitty professors. And True. Don't yeah, listen yeah. to those. <laughs> but uh, be open to them maybe not being shitty. Ah, oh, that's hard. Hum yeah. Working with humans is is a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So, mm -hmm. double check stuff basically. Like, mm -hmm. that's true. I can't really remember whether I had shitty professors. I don't think so. I think I liked most. Mm. I think everyone taught me stuff that I needed. Um, there were some so. that I disliked, but I can't say they were shitty. Mm -hmm. It's just that I guess what you said, like they their way didn't vibe with me. Mm -hmm. Um, like they were really good at their fields. Did I learn? But I didn't learn too much. Like that microprocessors one is one of them. Mm -hmm. So it's like I, I it just didn't it just <laughs> didn't work out. Dude could not hold my attention at all. Oh it's man, <laughs> I feel like there's professors that just expect you to know too much already about the topic. Maybe yeah, and, and that's nice for everyone that's like already within it. Mm -hmm. But if you want to get into it, it's it's deadly. Um, yeah. My programming teacher, like, like in the first few semesters, I also had programming. And the professor, lovely person, really lovely guy. Um, he, he started explaining stuff that only, that only made sense to people that already had programmed before. 
And oh. everyone else just, you could see everyone else's face in that class, <laughs> like just drop. Like, nah, mm. okay, I guess it's going to be one of those classes. Yeah. I guess I'll be <laughs> here to not fail, but that's pretty much it. Which is super sad because at least um, my own expectation was, I, I was super excited. I wanted to really get into the topic. I felt nice. Mm. I can I can learn something. I can um, I can definitely use the skill set somewhere. Uh, but I just checked out immediately. I decided this is not gonna be mine because yeah. I, the professor didn't really uh, target me. I guess <laughs> as yeah. a, as a beginner. Um, so that can be that can be sad. Yeah. Sad. Although I do understand the struggle of having to to make um, classes that, that include beginners and mm. in, intermediate and also professionals already that just want to make their degree, right? So yeah. it's hard. That's a problem everyone. university should solve rather than, like, I don't know how they would solve it, but it's like, a, it's mm -hmm. like an institution problem rather than a class-specific problem. I don't know. Enough. There could be beginner classes and intermediate mm. ones, for example, if you have enough uh, staff to do that. I don't know. Yeah. Glad we don't have to make these type of decisions, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, basically, like, studying game dev does not guarantee that you'll get a job or you'll actually be good at what you do or anything like that. So mm -hmm. do keep that in mind, I guess. I mean, it helps. It's, it's, there's so many variables to it. So, yeah. Never do we mind. have anything that we didn't touch on? Uh, just the fact that uh, university isn't always remote, but I guess oh, yeah. it's the same for any type of job you would apply mm. for, for any type of workshop or whatever it is. Um, that's always a factor. I is feel like up until me? the pandemic, this was not even a question. Like, kind of. of course, university is not a remote. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then true. the pandemic happened. Now it's now it's an actual thing to consider, which yeah. is... Which shows how volatile the trends are and how fast stuff can change. So, mm -hmm. I mean, fortunately, in this specific case, uh, my sister, for example, she only studied remotely. Oh, okay. uh, she studied, um, or she started studying in 2020. So when the whole pandemic started, mm -hmm. and I think only until this or less. I think this year she's been seeing people in like actual um, lectures and she's mm. almost done. So yeah. that's just yeah, I don't, crazy I, to me. Yeah, I can't comment on it at all because I did not experience it. Like, I, don't, I can't imagine how going through university completely online would be. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. My side that hates... Getting like getting ready, going into traffic, going to the class would be very happy. But at the same time, I know myself, I would be playing games on the side 100%. <laughs> I know myself. <laughs> Get all these distractions. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I'll learn too. this later on YouTube. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just read through the, the, the notes, the class yeah. notes, right? Yep, um, that's the thing. Yeah, but yeah, but I think that's pretty much that's it. it yeah. Right? How much? How, where are we? Well, we are actually nearing R and a half, apparently. Damn! Look at yeah. us. That's a good episode. 
Yeah, <laughs> we went through our list. When, we sidetracked tiny tad bits mm. to aeronautics, but uh, you know, we're back on track. Yeah, yeah. And we didn't go too far over the hour mark. Actually, we might be close to the hour mark because we started the actual recording like a bit in advance too. So maybe we are not too far off the one hour mark. I guess I'll see when I'm editing this. Exactly. Um, we'll find out. It's going to be a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, normally we are supposed to so have like industry news and then some what we have been doing kind of stuff as well in the show. But yeah, we I guess we'll have to get faster with the discussion topics at some point. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> um, or during yeah. weeks where we haven't thought of a discussion topic, I guess we'll just do those then. I don't know. Um, That's we'll, also we'll, we'll valid. figure this out as we go. Mm -hmm. yeah. I wouldn't even know how to answer what it is that I've been doing these past few weeks. I don't know. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. yeah. Now I that I say. think back, yeah, I feel <laughs> kind of the same. <laughs> yeah, um, next but, time. Yeah. Next time. And, like, we haven't really started pushing the show everywhere either because of how chaotic life has been. But in two weeks, my life is becoming, hopefully... Uh, less chaotic because I am switching companies. I'll have a two weeks off time and then I'm going full remote with a new company, which will give me more time to work on this show as well in terms of like uh, creating more content, getting more structure, getting guests on the show because that takes time with scheduling and everything like that. So hopefully in a couple of weeks, we'll be uh, doing those too with the live versions, with the guests, fun stuff awaiting Hopefully, we'll see. Um, yes, looking forward <laughs> <laughs> to my own uh, show. I am, I, yeah, I mean, I usually am. I usually am. It's fun. Same. But, yeah. It's always at least a very fun uh, <laughs> conversation that we have. Oh, yeah. So. yeah, I'm looking forward to going full remote though. I, mm -hmm. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm hoping to use that extra time for more content creation again, which I'm missing actually. So. Mm. Nice. Or I'll end up using that to work more, which we'll see. I'll keep an so, eye on you. I'll yeah. ask you next time. Uh, I haven't yeah. touched my... But actually, nice. I've been good. I haven't touched my own game a lot. Well, I touched it very minimal. I fixed a couple bugs since reboot. So I've been good. I've been I'm manually, yeah, manually stopping myself. Did you actually have free time? Is that what you're uh, telling me right now? Yeah, actually, yeah. Ooh. I had some free time, yeah. It nice. feels guilty, but I'm trying not to let it feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, oh, it's man, a learning process. It is, it is, but yeah. uh, those sound like good steps. And <laughs> I'm glad you can go remote now, if that's what you want to do. So yeah, I'm definitely. talking about it sometime. Definitely. Let's I'm see. happy for you. I guess you. I'll update everyone, not the next episode, but the episode after that, because I'll be sort of like having started working at the new company. So it'll either be, yeah, this works, or be like, man, this was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I would make sure that your your new colleagues don't listen to our <laughs> podcast then. <laughs> Imagine, uh, like, you they already went there on your first it, day. But, uh, oh, fine. damn, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm, my next rule in... Because in the in some of the previous places I worked at, I had the problem of 
actually podcasting and whatnot on the side. They, mm-hmm. That caused some problems. So now I'm like, if, if they're not okay with that, I'm not, I'm not going to work there. <laughs> Damn, yeah, I mean, so, you love yeah. content creation, so it yeah, would be denying yourself mm-hmm. something that brings joy to you. Yeah, That would be sad. Like, I'm not going to break any NDAs on the show, obviously, but I'm going to speak my mind too. And if they're not okay with that, if they listen to the show and be like, oh, you know, what you said was wrong, then I guess, you know, we are not a mm-hmm. fit together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, if they hear you say on the show, oh my god, my workplace, I hate it, then uh, fair enough, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that means fair I already enough. hate it anyway, so... Yeah, you're not gonna lose anything, so... Yeah, then then I better not work there, because that's going to be a nightmare. Unless I have mm-hmm. to, because finances is a thing, you know, money is a requirement. Oh, money. Oh, God. <laughs> that's true. Then uh, I'll well, be like, no, that was a joke, that was a joke, no, <laughs> that was for, for, for the wheels, man. No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, we'll see. Um, yeah, we'll let's see. not jinx it. Let's not jinx it. <laughs> Start there and we'll see. I'm I'm looking forward to what you're gonna tell us. On me. Yeah. We have good plans. <laughs> we have good plans. Our vision seems to be very in parallel so far. Nice. So I'm looking forward to it. That's worth a lot. Yeah. But yeah, I guess we talked about everything we wanted to talk about and didn't leave us much room for banter. So guess we should wrap up. Let's wrap Where's it up. It? All right. So any final thoughts? Where can people find you and the classic, you know, outro stuff? <laughs> the good old, the good old. <laughs> so you can check out me and my lovely friends at Spoonful.Games. We will post updates on our Game Adventures Advocate there. Uh, just like general stuff uh, and if you want to see me lurking in the shadows of other people's posts instead of uploading stuff myself you can find me on Instagram on uh, Nikki underscore Alexa that is literally what you do too like <laughs> <laughs> whenever I see posts seen me post? from like game dev people it's you are always in the list of like likes or comments or things like that <laughs> but I, I never see a post from you <laughs> It's true. Yeah. I I don't know why. I'm too shy. Like, I mean, I just posted a TikTok for Spoonful. Um, Oh, yeah. Our TikTok handle is also, I think it's just Spoonful Games. It is. Um, That was so scary. I had the whole thing in my draft for hours, and I was too (laughs) shy to post it because I knew my face was going to be out there. And I said, oh, my God, I I can't do it. It's so cringy. So, uh, yeah, posting. It's um, thing the whole content stuff gets a bit of getting used to your own voice your mm-hmm. own face and things like that but since you are doing the tiktok as well that means you're already getting used to it which means we can yeah we can do the video and twitch stuff as well exactly yeah. and maybe That's... someday people will actually see me post something on instagram <laughs> stay tuned <laughs> maybe at gamescom i'll be like Maybe it keeps coming. But yeah. you po- you just post other other people instead. It's like crowds. <laughs> Picture of you, like, hey, <laughs> look who I found. Uh yeah. So as for me, I am Arkanir everywhere, A-R-K-H-A-N-I-I-R. The easiest way to find my links would be through through Linktree uh slash Arkanir. Uh, but if you just Google Arkaneer, I should show up because it's a make it's a name I made up and is now stuck. I actually even changed my LinkedIn name and added Ark there to my mm-hmm. actual name mm-hmm. because I introduced myself as Ark, 
because Beitullah is long and people don't know how to spell it or say it most of the time. Mm. And it became sort of like a thing since I've been using Ark for like 10 years. Um, but then it's like, oh, you know, they call me Ark. And then when it comes to LinkedIn, it's like, who, who this is this guy? Yeah, <laughs> like, Beitullah, you know, okay. So I added that too. And every conference I go, I try to add, have them add like Ark in the name as well. Mm -hmm. um so now yeah it's arc arcaneer just google it and i should show up yes As you became the... your persona <laughs> mm -hmm. i don't nice. i did not think it true like if i had thought to this day when i started using arcaneer i would have just gone with my actual name online all the time that would have made things a lot more easier but i have not mm. and now i can't make the switch because <laughs> literally everyone knows me as arcaneer outside of turkey um yeah. so i can't make the switch now so i'm stuck with it but now it's creating all of these weird spaghetti problems of people like wait arcaneer arc is what is that is that the nickname is that the name who knows i have if there's a brand manager out there like a branding expert please let me know how do i get out of this <laughs> what do i do help like, it's not not even as a company or a studio. As a person, where do I go from here? <laughs> Help! Identity crisis. Yeah. I, oh, I'm God. lost. But yeah, just <laughs> Arcaneer. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, fair enough. That uh, should work. <laughs> as for the show, you can follow everything we do over at notabugpodcast.com. There you can find links to all of our social media and content. You can also consider leaving us a five-star review on iTunes so people know that we are a real podcast, that we say real words, and sometimes it matters. Thank you all so very much for joining us on this episode of Notabug Game Dev Explored, and we will see you all next time. Bye. See you around. <laughs>